Welcome, welcome, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Back Row Lessons Podcast. We are so glad you made it in time. My name is Paul Davis, and I am joined here by my co-host and royal court maiden. <laughs> I am Nolan, Nolan Meschke, ladies and gentlemen. Sounds great. <laughs> we are so glad you are here. Uh, last week, if you didn't tune in, or if you did, we'll give you a quick... Uh, catch up here we looked at elizabeth the first father henry the eighth of england mm -hmm. and uh his first and soon to be second marriage and uh his uh royal misdeeds but i think it was pretty pretty interesting stuff this week we are gonna finish that up by looking at his second and third wife nice uh, yeah moving moving through <laughs> them all uh but before we get into that that interesting tale of uh you know, royal horniness. We would like to say <laughs> thank you to everyone who has left us a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to us on. We love it. Those ratings and reviews truly help the podcast to grow. And uh, it also helps us to be recommended to others who might want to hear the craziness we are getting into each week. Uh, despite all the hours and time I spend in front of the computer for this podcast, uh, I don't know exactly how the algorithm works on <laughs> iTunes. But when you give us five stars and leave us a review, it does the most to help us, ladies and gentlemen. And we don't even care too much what you have to say in the reviews. Not uh, a goddamn shit. Yeah, it's it's not the it, it's about what is, it's about giving the review. Uh, one mm -hmm. last thing you can say sound funny, and I would appreciate that. Yeah, tell them you know they told us to or whatever. Uh, <laughs> one last thing to do before we start uh, the disclaimer. As, yes, as we have to do each week. Uh, this is a comedic history show everything presented here is uh research it's factual to our best abilities to the best of your ability yeah. and we're gonna make jokes true i am gonna mispronounce many words last week it was some english words this week <laughs> it's probably gonna be more english words uh nothing here is gonna be presented in a monotone or similar manner uh i don't have a script only a, a giant stack of notes in front of us uh <laughs> it's gonna be immature it's gonna be crude but uh if that does not sound enjoyable that's not a problem. Yeah, we hope you dig it, though. But if you kind of get offended for whatever reason, then I think it's... What do you think, Paul? I think this is where we go our separate ways. Yeah. No hard feelings. Nice to meet you, but goodbye. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but if a few jokes in between a lot of history sounds good to you, uh, I think we are all ready to dive in. <laughs> you ready, Nolan? Oh, yeah, baby. Let's do this. Sounds great. Okay, Paul, what do we have in store for us today? Today, we are going to be starting out with the woman... We were kind of ending with Anne Boland. We were talking about her and her sister as mm. they meet the king. I think now we kind of... she She's uh, Elizabeth's mom, not to jump too far ahead okay. in the story. So I thought... But again, know, who are the main few people oh, in this picture? Yes. We got to remember. Very true. Uh, for right now, the main two people are going to be Henry, Henry the Eighth of England. He's king. Woo. Yes, exactly. Nice. And... Uh, I think I applied for that job. I... Everyone seems to. It's a very competitive little thing. <laughs> he, he gets all the good titles. Uh, and then the other one, like I said, is going to be Anne Bolin. Uh, we mentioned her briefly. And then mm -hmm. the other one, you're going to, you just want to 
keep in the back of your head very briefly was a guy by the name of Thomas Cromwell. I put him in at the end, uh, and he's going to be uh, he's a he's a little bit of a player here, but in mm. another way. So Anne Anne Bolin, uh, her birth date. So we know like the exact date of Henry's because he's a king, okay. and everyone was watching. Like it was pr- pretty much an audience staring at his mom's vagina as he was coming <laughs> out. Like, all right, mark it down, mark it down. Yeah. Uh, Wait, is he the same person that like? Let me see. Because before it wasn't like pregnancies like standing and then he changed it. So that's different I thing. do not know about that. I would ah, okay. I hope so, I guess, because then <laughs> women wouldn't need to be giving birth standing, and I feel like that's really uncomfortable. Yeah, but I think there's one cane that just wanted to watch, so that's why how <laughs> it started. Like, oh, the yeah, whole yeah, yeah. Thing I know a, a big thing is some royal bedrooms did have like not viewing booths, but areas for people to watch. Oh, like popcorn on the side, too, yeah, for the show. they had vendors and stuff <laughs> like that. Get your peanuts. Get them here. <laughs> so uh, unlike the very official recorded date for Henry, Anne is different. Uh, her okay. birth date is widely accepted by scholars and historians as, quote, most likely between 1501 and 1507. Most likely. not Most likely. Okay. So... Uh, you got good betting odds on her being born between 1501 and 1507, but it's not a. There might be a wild card right there. Okay. Um, so that puts her closer in age, or at least a little bit younger than Henry, compared to Catherine, who, if we remember, were she was his older brother's wife. Oh yeah. And then he died, and then they got married, and she was kind of older than him, and it was always kind of a weird situation <laughs> so and she's younger than him uh she was the daughter of thomas bolin okay here's some more fun uh titles as we are getting into he was the earl of Wh- wiltshire and the <laughs> earl of ormond both of those sound like non-existent places yeah. <laughs> those sound like i made them up but i guess they're not and his wife lady elizabeth howard a daughter of another Thomas Howard, who was the second Duke of Norfolk, not the first Duke. So if the first Duke gets injured on the field, he comes in and he takes over just like a second string quarterback. <laughs> okay. No, cool. I don't know what the second Duke does. <laughs> um, Thomas, her, her father, Tom Bolin, was a well-respected diplomat mm. and a favorite of Henry VII. So her, He's got that going for him. Her future father-in-law's her future father-in-law, who sent him on many diplomatic missions abroad. So he Mm. would pretty much go around to tell people this is what the the king is doing. Mm. Okay, so the reason I put those two birth dates, uh, the academic debate about Anne's birth focuses on two key dates, 1501 and 1507. So... (laughs) huge range yeah (laughs) even nowadays if someone gives you a six-year range for your birth their birth it's just really (laughs) suspicious um eric ives a british historian and legal expert advocates 1501 so he's saying she's a little bit older Mm. while retha warnick that's a sweet last fucking name warnick (laughs) Uh, an american scholar who has written a biography of Anne prefers 1507 I like that two different biographers are arguing about the birth date of their yeah, subject. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm just going to side with Ives a little bit more just because he 
not only was he British from Britain, yeah, uh, he is an expert of the Tudor period, so this whole thing. He was the Emeritus Professor of English History at the University of Birmingham in England. Okay. And then in 2001, he was made a, a knight by the Queen, which oh, ironically well. is Queen Elizabeth II, so it took 500-something <laughs> years to get, the, to get the sequel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then at the same time, Warnick, while she has an amazing last name, she's hmm. an American historian and a professor of history at uh, Arizona State. Okay. So... It might be controversial, but I feel like the University of Birmingham in England might be a little bit better about yeah, English history than probably ASU. Probably understand their local roots a little <laughs> wee bit better, you know? ASU <laughs> recruits from community colleges. I think <laughs> I think the UOB might have a little higher standard. Yeah. So for right now, we're going to operate. She was born in at least 1501. And no, yeah. one, no one says any earlier, so it's... If it really bothers you, flip a coin. And yeah, just go with, deal with it. Every time I say fifteen oh one, which is from not no point on, just imagine I said fifteen oh seven. Early childhood was gifted, mm. but normal for a child of the high English aristocracy. Like I said, her father was a do or a earl and a diplomat. He did some shit. Okay. Um. So. So it's not a shocker she had her upbringing that she did. Oh yeah, but no. She was gifted. She was gifted. Okay. Um. And you're gonna. She has no time whatsoever for any personal activity because I'm just going to list all the things here real quick that I found that she was involved in. Okay. Okay, her it. education was limited. This is what it was limited to. Arithmetic. Okay. Her family genealogy. Okay. <laughs> grammar, history, reading, spelling, and writing. How is that limited at all? That sounds like oh, basically damn. what a normal education yeah, was. I'm sure, like back then, that was just a really great education, yeah. too. Arithmetic sounds like math. Grammar mm -hmm. is... What was the family one? Uh, family genealogy. Is that like just in general, her own family? I like, guess, yeah. Like, all right, this is who you're related <laughs> to. This is Duke. Uh, this is the, Duke, the second Duke of Norfolk. Uh, so also, she develops domestic skills ooh. such as... Yeah, ooh. Crochet? Part of it. Oh! Okay, so like I said, she was limited to all the normal subjects. Then she also uh, developed domestic skills such as dancing, embroidery, quote, good manners, <laughs> all right, uh, household management, music, needlework, and singing. She, so she's doing everything at I that I wonder if like, good manners was like, taught to her because she was a female, or yeah. that was just like, an expectation? Like, yeah, I feel like that with the household management genders. stuff is probably why she gets in the like queen's court kind of stuff okay, just okay. like those kinds of stuff maybe it's like all right if you're gonna burp turn and <laughs> turn to the right <laughs> no no elbows on the table or what she yeah. was given that <laughs> she, put your boogers underneath the table yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> uh, uh she also learned to play games such as cards chess and dice mm. and she was also taught archery falconry horse riding and hunting what is falconry i i assume like you have a falcon or like, like I don't know me neither just but walking with a falcon on your arm that'd be sweet know. or maybe it's like you bond with the falcon and then the falcon goes and gets things for okay. you but regardless <laughs> or maybe that was instant messaging back yeah then. Just put it, like a little like falconry was prior notes. to twitter yeah. that's what it was <laughs> that's what it was that's, uh, that's gotta be it <laughs> so like i said that's all she was doing. How did she have any time to sleep and or eat? Yeah, exactly. She was doing so much. <laughs> so, like I said, she was born in England. Uh, she was then moved to France to become a maid of honor hmm. to Queen Mary. Okay. And then to Mary's 15-year-old stepdaughter, then 
Princess Cloud or Claude. Claude. Ah. Not, not Cloud. Not like Claude. Cla- a or Claude? Claude. I, I, it's C-L-A-U-D-E. So Claude? I don't know. I thought that would be Claude. Cla- well, what Claude. I maybe. maybe I, I assumed it was probably short for like Claudette. Ah. That's my assumption. But then again, I don't know French princesses. <laughs> um, and stayed there for seven years. Okay. Uh, so, Good amount of time. Yeah. So she was hanging out in the queen with the queen for seven years. That, that will do you connections. That will yeah. get you connected. <laughs> for real. Uh, in the queen's household, she studied French. So again, she even more. She studied <laughs> French and developed interest in art, fashion, illuminated manuscripts, literature. <laughs> yeah, the, oh, those illum- illuminated manuscripts. I did a big project on that. Those are like um, like uh, old medieval writings, but like scrolls, scrolls and stuff like that. Oh, but, actually, b- but with well, more so books, but with. Uh, illustrations in them ah. and they're very grand so they're like very, very beautiful early graphic novels maybe kind of so the so not the, as cool so or a maybe big cooler. trend in them is uh weird scenes of snails and rabbits fighting humans <laughs> giant flying penises stuff like that i did a whole project on why were there penises like erotica graphic novels or something the big thing is it it literally came from monks being bored like <laughs> you, like you have to practice you have to do all that and then after a while you're getting bored so you have to add something to yeah. it so that's what <laughs> like it up with flying exa- dicks in the sky exactly so on top of all the stuff i added before she's also now interested in art fashion manuscripts literature music poetry and religious philosophy nice. again how did she even have time for this, this before? Like a very smart individual. <laughs> she just, she is constantly like fueled by like Adderall or something like, like we that. You know, like Henry's education. Like we said last week, it yeah, was, was like it? kind of restricted. They didn't think he was going to be a king, so he didn't get like a king's education. <laughs> I, that's what it was, but it was like just Italian. like stand there, look nice, y- pretty yeah. much. Don't don't say something dumb. Uh, and I think it was a little bit of Latin, Italian, and then like basic stuff, right? Mm. Not to uh, attack uh, 15th century England, but I feel like the lit- the education in France might have been a little bit more accessible <laughs> or interesting just than in England. Yeah, just, a, just a week. <laughs> uh, and she gained, oh, and this is a good quote that um, made me like kind of, because I feel like it was probably an old stodgy white guy who was writing about this. And it's okay. like a teenage w- girl that he's writing this about. Yeah. Quote, and gained experience in flirtation and the game of courtly love. Okay. So is that basically she's just got to try to get with the richest guy? Yeah. Or the king b- or whatever? Basically, she learned how to flirt with people at her job. <laughs> <laughs> the, the experience in flirtation and the game of courtly love. So like love in the back court. Then? Just like, okay, make sure you show a little ankle. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, <laughs> whoo, she's showing a lot of uh, foot down there. And I think I saw a wrist at one point. Sure I can see part of her neck. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 sharp cutting dress comes right down to her adam's <laughs> apple right there and i think i saw some hair um so also i found an obscene number of quotes and things about how hot she was and her physical appearance so she has all these amazing skills she's trained in domestic work she has a bunch of interests but you know, so how she's hot. like crazy smart and she's beautiful, and she okay, is so into she's like a lot of Hedy things. Hedy Lamarr in the back yeah, of the day, pretty much. So, um, well, okay, probably just the invention here's part. a bunch of quote, like a couple quotes on it because it's just weird. Quote: 
Anne was of average height and had a slender build. All these sound like erotic novels, by the way. <laughs> and a slender build with long, straight, and thick black or dark brown hair, dark brown eyes. Oh, yeah. A, cons- a considerably <laughs> strong nose. What's that mean? Uh, it can lift a bunch, I guess. <laughs> um, or you can hear uh, her breathe, yeah. maybe. <laughs> she has big, uh, a defiant wide mouth with slim lips you got a wide mouth there girl <laughs> and an olive complexion yeah and an olive complexion she was considered brilliant charming driven elegant forthright and graceful <laughs> with a keen wit and lively opinionated and passionate personality like i said that is straight out of a romance novel yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Anne was depicted as well as sweet and cheerful in her youth and enjoyed cards and dice games, drinking wine, French cuisine, flirting, gambling, gossiping, and good jokes. Those last couple are so... Yeah. She, like, if you describe someone Dude, as... I feel like Anne would be a fun person to talk to. Honestly, honestly. she sounds like a yeah. sweet... Like, she would be the cool, like, high school chick. <laughs> she was fond of archery, falconry, hunting, and the occasional game of bowls. I don't not know what bowling? bowls is. Not bowling. I okay. assume not. I I think it might have been an Onion article or something, but <laughs> it was something. It was like the popularity of bowling greatly increased when they replaced the bow and arrow with a giant ball. <laughs> um, she also uh, this was she also had a sharp tongue and a terrible temper. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, one so more, she was passionate. She was passionate, like we said. Quote, Anne exerted a powerful charm on those who met her through opinions differed... Oh, sorry. Though opinions differed on her attractiveness. Okay. Everyone has got a comment about this woman. Uh, Venetian diarist, Marino Sentuto. Marino. <laughs> once nice. des- described her in 1532 as... Oh, God. Yeah, this was the mean one. This is Marino is being a dick here. Uh, 1532 is quote. Wait, Marino? Marino. Marino. Like the, like the. So we're talking about a dude? Yeah, Marino Sanuto uh, described her in 1532 as quote, not one of the handsomest women in the world. She is of middling stature, swarthy complexion, long neck, wide mouth, bosom, not so much raised, <laughs> eyes, which are black and beautiful. So. Okay. He was not a fan of her, yeah, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, I couldn't tell at first. Small tits, <laughs> big mouth, long neck. What the hell does everyone see in this he probably one? probably rejected from her. Yeah, so pretty much. He's just like, fuck this He chick. was in the court and he fucked up. Yeah. And, uh, Anne's time, so she was in mainland Europe uh, getting an education. It ended in 15, 1521, so she was either 20 or 14 yeah. <laughs> uh, when her father summoned her back to England. Uh, she sailed back in January 1522. Uh, she and this is the reason why she was recalled to England. Mm. She was recalled to marry her Irish cousin James oh. Butler. Irish, so was he redheaded? <laughs> <laughs> this was intended to settle a dispute over the title and estates of the earldom of. Ormond, mm. marry your cousin so I can have this title. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> please, I need it. So now she's in England. Uh, now okay. we're gonna we gave you a quick update on, or a quick kind of backstory to her. She's now uh, she's back in England, and we're gonna kind of catch up to where we were last week. Okay. Uh, Anne Bolins, if we remember her older sister Mary, uh, she had been recalled from France about a ye- two or three years earlier in late 1519 okay so 
two two sisters just taking on France together. <laughs> um, and she was recalled, though, not to marry her Irish cousin, but rather to end her affairs with the French king and his courtiers that had come to life. So if we remember last week, Mary had an affair with the English king later. Uh, so before yeah, that, right. she had an affair with the French king oh. as well. <laughs> <laughs> I believe this might be the queen gold digger. Yeah. I don't know if there's anyone who's had two affairs with two different kings. <laughs> it was incredible. Uh, and other courtiers. So she was, okay. not only was she banging the king, she was banging other yeah. guys in the court. <laughs> She's getting around. She is. Yeah. <laughs> no one talked about how hot Mary is, but it sounds like she was a hot piece of ass. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe she was just really willing. Okay. <laughs> one or the other. Um, willing and able. Mary, yeah. Mary, okay, this is a tongue twister. I know for recording you like to do, you know, tongue twisters to get in, you know, get your tongue real nice. La, 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 la. Mary married a minor noble. <laughs> Wait, one more time. Mary married a minor noble. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, okay. Mar yeah. Wait, you said Mary Mary, married? Mary. The, a minor the, noble? Yeah, Mary Bolin married a minor noble <laughs> in 1520 right. at Greenwich uh, with Henry VIII in uh, attendance. So he's attending his mistress's wedding. That's a baller oh. move. <laughs> um, then, like we said, she became, becomes the king's mistress. Uh, and then people are really questioning the paternity of her two children, okay. which are named Henry and Catherine, mm. after the king, which is really, really fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, and um, she made her debut at the king Green Castle pageant. I'm, I assume they like reintroduced her to the community or something like Probably. that. Like, allow me to reintroduce myself. It's like Jay Z's <laughs> PSA, and she comes out making a comeback. Yeah, <laughs> it's A A to the N N E. Um, and that was on Mar March fourth, fifteen twenty-two. And I thought, quote, playing perseverance. Maybe this was a, a like a when it says pageant. Maybe this is a play or a i don't know yeah i don't i yeah, don't know why i was asking you i didn't even yeah. know what the fuck i was doing just gone um, for the ride man exactly quickly she established herself as one of the most stylish okay. and accomplished women at the king's court yeah, she went to school for fashion right? exactly well, oh. for literally name a thing she probably went to school for it yeah. or was interested <laughs> in it uh and yeah if there was a woman who was more accomplished than her i feel like she probably invaded half of Europe because she oh, was okay. doing so much. <laughs> Soon, a number of young men were competing for her. Okay. What is with these Not bowling women? Everyone yeah. is running over <laughs> themselves for her. Are these the Kardashians of their time probably there? Probably got some pretty good genes. Exactly. <laughs> Anne was uh, courted first by Henry Percy, hmm. son of the Earl of Northumberland, uh, <laughs> and then entered into a secret secret betrothal with him so like when you're too young to actually get married but we're gonna get married in a little bit yeah. this one was a secret one this relationship does not last um <laughs> she later returned to the court like uh, to a court uh this time she entered the service of catherine of argon so the king's wife the queen uh in the 1520s so the first couple of years she's there uh she and the tudor poet sir thomas wyatt supposedly had an almost decades-long courtship against the background of Wyatt's attempt to divorce his wife. What? So, so she's bef secretly bethroned to this other Henry guy, then has a 
affair with a dude who's divorcing his wife. Oh, and is okay. a poet. Yeah, they're getting around town. Yeah, they're really <laughs> getting around. Like, like I said, this like the past two, couple weeks of research have instead of invasions and you know far off islands, it's the gossip and the personal <laughs> affair of royals fifteen hundred years ago. It's so it's so inconsequential to the other things. This is like the Real Housewives, like exactly, like in, exactly, England, yeah. exactly. <laughs> they got a hip and trendy intro. <laughs> so fifteen twenty six, like we said last week, is when the uh, Anne and Henry start to kind of meet. Henry became enamored of Anne and began to pursue her. Okay. Like we said. And then also like that weird dude said before, Anne was a skillful player at the game of courtly love. <laughs> she probably didn't have to try too hard. Yeah, yeah. exactly. She, I mean, all the guys throwing herself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then this was a quote I saw, which was often played in the antechambers, which just means they just banged. They, oh. they just the courtly game of love, which was often played in the antechambers. <laughs> Dude, just say they they plowed, you know? That's what it was. They banged. They banged. They banged. They, they slammed. It's, yeah. <laughs> that. Uh, this may have been how she caught the eye of Henry, who was also an experienced player. <laughs> It sounds like they're like two hockey players and one is on a one-on-one -on -one coming to the goalie. And he's yeah. like, oh, he's coming out of nowhere. <laughs> but they're just talking about flirting. And I, I wrote in my notes, fucking ew, because that's, <laughs> that's my description to it. Fucking ew, yeah. dude. Now, I won't go into the details of the specifics of the sex life between two people 500 years ago. Yeah, please don't. Hopefully, I don't even think we have that much information. Oh, well, that's they? pretty much what the biographies are. Oh, wow. Uh, but you can read details in historians that have spent their careers determining this. They've spent what? their careers determining if they banged or not before they were married. <laughs> I like figuring out their fetishes. Exactly. Their... Like, shit, man. I really want to know... I'm not getting late, but let me figure out if someone else did. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because there's evidence for and evidence against that they had sex before he was officially divorced. Mm. I, I haven't gone into the specific evidence, but from what I read, I'm going to say yes, because the two of them have had no qualms whatsoever before about having sex with anyone else. Mm -hmm. So it feels like it probably wouldn't be like, you're just so special to me that... We need to wait. Like, it just doesn't feel like that <laughs> no, is the I situation like a, I think like that's a situation where, like, most of them. Just rips them off it's and like, throws them in the like, do whatever you want. Just make sure you don't get caught in behind closed doors. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Literally, don't do it out in the open, and you're good to go. <laughs> uh, so now it's the end of the 1520s. 1532, 1533. Ah, good time. Uh, yeah, the height of my life. <laughs> um, this is when they're starting to... Catherine has now been divorced. Okay. They're now moving in. So, so what happens when she gets divorced? Did we discuss oh, that Oh, like we said, she promptly got kicked out from the castle, and then uh, uh, Anne moved into her room. Okay, in or true... she go to like a shack or something? Oh, don't worry. I follow up with Woo! her. We follow her. Okay. It's not a shack, but it's uh, <laughs> a little bit shittier than the Tower of London. Oh, it's a better than the Tower of London, but not as good as Buckingham Palace. <laughs> so okay. Henry and Anne, they're married in a secret ceremony on November 14th, 1532 uh, in Dover. Mm -hmm. um, soon after she became pregnant with their first kid. Uh, so like I said, I feel like it wasn't one and done. You're pregnant. Let's go. Um, <laughs> to legalize the first wedding, which was considered unlawful at the time, there was that secret ceremony. There was a second wedding service on January 25th, 1533, a little over two months later. Uh, 
Again, though, it was also in private. They don't want a big whole ceremony. Okay. Uh, a little intimate. And May 23rd. Oh, I'm sorry. They got married twice. They got married twice before he was actually divorced. That's oh. a, that's even more white trash <laughs> than I thought it was before. May 23rd, 1533, uh, Archbishop of Canterbury, Thomas Cramner. Cramner? Ugh, bad name. <laughs> hey, I'm Cramner. Uh, sat in judgment at a special court convened at Duns. Dunsbull Prairie, these are stupid names, <laughs> and ruled on the validity of Henry's marriage to Catherine. And then he declared it null and void. You're, you're gone. Okay. Uh, five days later, on uh, May 28, 1533, Cramner declared that Henry and Anne's marriage was good and valid. Nice. You're good. Thumbs up. Woo, woo. Uh, June 1st, 1533. Catherine was formally stripped of her title as queen, oh, and no. Anne was consequently crowned, yeah, crowned queen consort in a magnificent ceremony at Westminster Abbey with a banquet afterwards. They probably had a chocolate fountain. Oh, that would be so sweet, uh, like strawberries. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Bananas, Ooh, marshmallows. That would be great. So uh, Anne, she was the last queen consort of England to be crowned apart from her husband. And I was like, what the fuck is a queen concert? Yeah. Uh, not concert. Like Freddie Mercury, you know? Uh, yeah. Woo! Uh, <laughs> they're at Wembley Stadium, and uh, Anne had the little, like, braided arm thing on her shoulder, like, on her arm, like Freddie Mercury, and then just had a white <laughs> teeth. Uh, so a queen concert versus a queen regent. So okay. a queen concert, or consort, I guess consort, it would be yeah, a better pronouncement. Just my fucking, my lasting East Coast accent. <laughs> concert. Um, is the wife of a reigning king usually sharing her spouse's social rank and status. So she's kind of marrying in. She holds the feminine equivalent of the king's uh, titles, but historically she does not share the regent's political or military powers. So she married in to be queen. Okay. A queen regent is a queen in her own right with all the powers of a monarch who has usually become queen by inheriting the throne upon the death of a previous monarch. Okay, so she's just there for. She's like, like an outright. Stand there, yeah. She's an outright queen. Oh, yeah, that's what okay. a queen regent is. And I saw this a good, a well-known example of a queen regent is Queen Elizabeth the first. I was like, oh, foreshadow. That's what nice. we're working towards. Yeah. Woo. So, uh, Anne in her big old ceremony, she was crowned with the Saint Edward's crown, uh, which was previously used only to crown monarchs. So uh, I was looking up this crown and stuff like that. And I found out it's actually part of the, the big old crown jewels of England mm. that everyone talks about. Okay. So I, I like to talk just a couple of minutes about the queen or about the crown jewels because they're a lot more interesting than I thought they were. Okay. So this crown, the St. Edward's crown is the main part of the crown jewels. It was named after St. Edward, the confessor. Confessor. I don't know what he confessed. Maybe he's like, I don't like this. I don't I like this crown or something. Yeah, I assume it's probably something Christian-y. I'll be honest. When I saw a confessor, <laughs> I was like, It's like, forgive me, Father. I thought of this lady's shins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I only had sixteen mistresses. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it was traditionally used to crown English and British monarchs at their coronation since the 13th century. So, again, I love like there's you know the greats, the the terribles. Mm -hmm. How much do you and what do you need to confess to be known as the confessor? Yeah, exactly. like was it a big confession? Probably like just like thought out loud, like all yeah. the time. Like <laughs> I hate everyone. I confess it. 
Yeah. Woo! Congrats, Edward. And he's a saint too. So that's when I saw saint and then the confessor, I was like, Christian-y. Um, <laughs> the English coronation regalia. That's what this whole thing is. Ooh. It's the only working set in Europe of these crown jewels. And the collection is the most historically complete of any collection in the entire world. So complete. Wait, is it also the oldest? Or, so, uh, or is it up there? It's up there. Okay. There might be some pieces that are old and it's mainly because uh a little like about less than 100 years after this mm -hmm. when england was in civil war uh everyone tried to destroy the crown jewels so a lot okay. of the oldest pieces were then destroyed and then remade uh, like the the saint edward's crown we see today like you can go to england and see saint edward's crown it's not the same exact one as the one that was put on top of anne's head okay. but it, it was made from the same pieces it's so okay. dumb, yeah. There's Good to know. yeah, it's a little the, history it, lesson there. In the history podcast, I would not expect that at yes. all. <laughs> uh, so there's roughly over 800 years of monarch history in the jewels. So they, cool. some of them can date back that far. There's 142 individual objects. 142. Uh, with Damn. over 23,000 stones. Damn, that's fucking fancy. Yeah, and I'm going to break them down for you because I, I, I was <laughs> like, what the fuck is 142 of these objects? So okay. and 35 are, se quote, secular plate, and mm. uh, then 31 are altar plates. So I assume this is what we eat in church. This is what we eat <laughs> not in church. 16 trumpets. Uh, nice. You need a whole yeah. You need a whole arrangement for that. Uh, Thirteen <laughs> ceremonial maces. What? Yeah. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> seven sovereign crowns. Whoa. Uh, six consort crowns. So you were the king. King. Here's your crown. Oh, you're the queen's king. Here's your other yeah. crown right here. <laughs> uh, six swords and six scepters. Uh, like and scepters. Scepters. I assume like a. Ching! like a like a like a staff like, like a, ah yes, yeah yes. like a scepter okay. like thing and three of the early used blades were the sword of spiritual justice the sword of temporal justice and the sword of mercy which was blunt dude i really want to play this final fantasy dude game. these so sound so <laughs> sweet there's also these are the last couple ones three robes and three rings mm. So there was to four. Them all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was four times as many maces as rings, which I thought was weird. Yeah. <laughs> two orbs. What? Oh. Uh, and then uh, my two favorite pieces: one spoon and one walking stick. <laughs> and the oldest. That was meant for the pip, like the pimp at the party back then. For you know, just like. Well, they got nose. the robes, they got the rings, they yeah. got the swords. <laughs> um, and then the oldest piece in the entire collection okay. is the is the spoon. Really? Yeah, it, it dates back to the 12th <laughs> century, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Maybe like the first game that started that was just like eating like yeah. cereal. Probably hung over for the night before. It, <clears throat> this just is the ceremonial it. spoon, y'all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then the earliest accounts of this go back to 973 when an, the Anglo-Saxon King Edgar was crowned in a ceremony in Bath. Not okay. in a bath, but in the city of Bath. Oh. It, it wasn't like he was he was in a bath, and then they were like, "Here you go, you're king." <laughs> that would be great, though. That would be yeah. so fun, like a surprise, like instead of a surprise birthday party, it's a surprise coronation. Yeah. Like, ah. <laughs> um, so all of this was done kind of quick, uh, 
Historian Allison Hunt suggests that this was done because Anne's pregnancy was visible by then and the children was presumed to be male. Spoiler alert, it's not. Oh. Um, prior to her coronation celebrations, Anne was uh, sent through the streets of London in a royal parade. Again. Nice. What is with these parades? Everyone gets a parade. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I miss parades. Like, I, I do too. The pandemic. Oh. Uh, and then this was a quote. The public response to her appearance was lukewarm. Lukewarm? Lukewarm. Not really? as exciting as before. So Everyone's like, oh, we just have to be here. Great. Good for mm. you. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's back. Oh, whatever. Uh, so September 7th. Woo, my birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> you, that's perfect. September 7th, 1533. So you would have been negative 400 and something years old. Yeah. Uh, between three and four even in the afternoon. before my daddy's. Even before. <laughs> uh, bef between three and four in the afternoon. Like I said, Anne Boland, no one knows when the hell she was born, even year-wise. <laughs> if you're a royal, they can give you an exact goddamn time. Between three and four in the afternoon, Anne gives birth to a girl named... Elizabeth. Nice. Yeah, she's finally on I the scene. I would never guess that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably in honor of either or both of Anne's mother, Elizabeth Howard, and Henry's <laughs> mother, Elizabeth of York. So both of their moms are named Elizabeth. Fuck so it. I guess, I guess we're naming her Elizabeth. She, she's going to be Liz, she's going to be Elizabeth, and that's going to be Beth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, we always talk about being a... Or not we always, but people always talk about being a disappointment to your parents. <laughs> um, the birth of a girl was a heavy blow to her parents. Oh. Imagine. Imagine like, oh. Uh, Dang, man. Everyone was uh, hyped up and expecting a boy. All but one of the royal physicians and astrologers had predicted <laughs> a son. That one was riding so high. He just burst in the room. He's like, what? What? What did I say? Huh? And then it was like, oh, so I'm sorry. I was right. I thought so. <laughs> and then walked out and left. Um, prepared letters announcing the birth of a prince had an awkward S or SS added to them to read princess. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Yes. No way. <laughs> and even worse. The traditional <laughs> jousting tournament for the birth of an heir was canceled. They canceled the jousting tournament. No. no! So much prep work. Not the jousting tournament. <laughs> I was I was going to make, I was going to go far. Just because of a girl. Because she's not an official heir, they had to cancel the jousting <laughs> tournament. I love that they had the prearranged letters and they were like, <laughs> S. Yes. All right. It's this princess. It's like when I would like when we were in school and we had a writing assignment. Like, yeah. Oh shit! I misspelled that word. All right. All right. There we go. We added the we All added the letters again, to yeah. it. Uh, I love that. They can't joust tournament. Elizabeth was the second child of Henry the Eighth, um, but only the first of Anne. Uh, at birth, Elizabeth was the presumptive heir to the throne of England. Her uh, older half-sister, Mary, who was yeah. born by Catherine, had lost her position as a legitimate heir when Henry annulled his marriage to her mother. Anne feared that Catherine's daughter, now, quote, stripped of her title of princess and labeled a bastard. <laughs> mm -hmm. You, ma'am, officially bastard. <laughs> uh, posed a threat to Elizabeth's position. So Anne was <laughs> fearful of her daughter-in-law, I guess. <laughs> Not even daughter-in-law, stepdaughter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> White trash all around. It's <laughs> continuing. So um, because of this, uh, they passed an act. They passed an act. The Secession Act, or the Secession to the Crown Act mm. of 1533, 
which was signed and dated March 1534. What? Their their calendars were a little bit weird at that time. Okay. So they were doing it for 1533, but they eventually just got around to it in 1534. (laughs) So when I read that too, I was like, wait, signed 1534, but it's 1530, whatever. Yeah. So this act made Elizabeth the daughter of... of Henry and Anne, who had been born in September 1533, the presumptive heir uh, to the English crown. Mm-hmm. This declared Mary, daughter of Henry by Catherine, a bastard. So this oh. is the, uh, like, you imagine a congressional act going nowadays, and one of the acts is just someone's daughter is a bastard, and it added that in. Like, so okay. that would be what this is. <laughs> um, uh, the act also required all subjects, if commanded, to swear an oath to recognize it, as well as the king's supremacy. I'm supreme, tell me, boys, <laughs> tell me. Um, under the Treason Act of 1534, anyone who refused to take the oath was this, was subject to a charge of treason. Either tell me I'm cool or I'm charging you with treason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know what he does with traitors. <laughs> um, the act was later altered by the Second Secession Act of 1536. Okay. Which was actually signed and dated in 1536. What? Uh, yeah, I know. Whoa, something made in the same year? <laughs> Which made Elizabeth illeg- illegitimate. Uh, but none of that matters because of the Third Secession Act of 1543, signed and dated 1543, mm-hmm. which returned both in Mary uh, and Elizabeth to the line of secession behind their half-brother Edward. All of that is so fucking stupid because this dude can't keep his fucking thing in his pants okay uh this also rejected papal authority even more so like we said last week he was like i don't want to deal with the pope this made it even more i don't want to meet be with the pope <laughs> it's like causing so many issues Dude, for everybody it's else. so like- much <laughs> imagine just being a normal british person like just doing your day labor stuff and you're like you hear about the queen what the fuck is this yeah. <laughs> uh and it also recognized anne as the queen Um, opponents and those who refused politically were arrested and put in the Tower of London. (laughs) In late 1534, Parliament declared Henry the only supreme head on earth of the Church of England. Oh, no. So he's in charge of everything. Uh, no, it? that just said he's the king of all this shit officially, and if you don't say so, you're getting in the church. So yeah, he's got total control. Yep. So uh, just like the first marriage, uh, it went swimmingly uh, <laughs> great. Uh, let me tell you how swimmingly this marriage went. Ooh. Anne's sharp intellect, political acumen, and forward manners. I would not expect anything less. Although desirable in a mistress, were at the time unacceptable in a wife. Oh, that's fucked up. Don't man. make your side piece your wife, guys. Dr. Dre told us this. Oh, oh no. Um, yeah. So she's just like being herself. She's just being her. And Fuck, she was like, damn. wait, why is everything wrong? Uh, the couple enjoyed a reasonably happy accord with periods of calm and affection. So they were all right and they were they were better at sometimes but they were worse at other points. Okay. She was once reported to have spoken to her uncle in words that she shouldn't be used to a dog, which I don't know what that fucking means, but I assume she just didn't want to be like She's obedient. Ah uh, yeah, I guess I, that. I assume that. She just want to be, you know, treated anything less. Yes. I can yeah, I can respect that. Uh, fifteen. So 1533, near the end of the year, she had her first child. 1534, mm. and it wasn't the right hair, so she immediately has to get pregnant instantly. Um, after a stillbirth or a miscarriage, as early as Christmas 1534. Like I said, I had to read about historical stillbirths um, or miscarriages. Henry 
was discussing with Thomas Cramer, okay. or Cramner, then Arch, yeah, Cramner. <laughs> What's his face? Uh, Archbishop of Canterbury, uh, and Thomas Cromwell, the guy I was talking to about, okay. uh, the possibility of divorcing her without having to return to Catherine. It's been a year. It's been 18 <laughs> months, and he already wants to divorce her. Jesus, man. Dude, this is why you shouldn't let kings have absolute authority. Yeah, Just say exactly. no. Just you, deal can, with it. you can invade Spain, <laughs> yes, but give her two years. Um, Go to counseling. Like, exactly. There's feelings. someone in this goddamn ro- <laughs> in this royal kingdom that knows what the fuck to tell them. This feeling was fleeting as by October of 1535, Anne was pregnant again by Henry. So, Ooh. kid first time, uh, miscarriage or stillbirth second time, third time, uh, pregnant. Okay. Yes. Anne, okay, I feel like we shouldn't blame Anne for, there's, no one's, no one's innocent, but. I don't know, I'm feeling pretty good about Anne Anne, so far, Anne is yeah. all right, but yeah. Anne was blamed for Henry's tyranny. Tyranny? Like, so him being a terrible king, like a tyrant. What? They blamed her. No. I've been here 18 months. <laughs> I've been here 18 months. What the fuck can I do? Uh, I've been pregnant for 19, for 17 of these 18 months. She's like, fuck this. I'm just the yeah. other scapegoat. And some of, she was called by some of her subjects, quote, the king's whore or oh. a naughty prostitute. What? What the fuck? Jeez. Jesus Christ. Cheese and rice. Yeah. Um. Producing a daughter, like so having Elizabeth, but mm. not a son, did not help her case. Oh, no. The whore produced a daughter. Jesus. Uh, neither did her and Henry executing enemies of their regi- of their reign. So if you were against them, they would execute you. Mm. And I guess that was her fault. Um, <laughs> so January 8th, 1536. Mm-hmm. So they've been married a little less than three years. Okay. Catherine of Aragon, the ex-wife dies at the age of 50 from cancer. So she's gone. Wait, she, they were able to figure that out back then? Actually, I was looking into yeah, that, like, and it's a little bit, but yeah, they they suspected other things at the time, okay. but with evidence and examining like the body, I assume, okay. they actually did determine that it was a form of cancer. That's actually really cool. Yeah, I was fascinated wow. by that. Cause, like, you Do hear, you remember any more of like why they said that? Uh, it was something with... The internal organs, I know. Okay. Uh, they think she was poisoned okay. at the time. Okay. But it turns out that going through a terrible divorce is actually really bad for your health. Oh. Um, so <laughs> until imagine. the end of her life, uh, Catherine would refer to herself as Henry's only lawful wedded wife and England's only rightful queen. Okay. I don't acknowledge the whore. <laughs> Maybe she was the one who was ca- calling <laughs> Anne all those names. <laughs> um, her servants continued to address her by that title. Okay. Title. Give it up. At that point, just call me Catherine. Yeah. Um, Henry. Okay, yeah. Henry, though, being a huge dick. Yeah. Huge asshole. Exactly. Even more it's than before. Uh, Henry refused her right to any title, but dowered princess of wales in recognition of her position as her bro- as his brother's widow so remember before when we were married yeah i'll give you that title and that's it <laughs> so total dick move right there caught in the cracks between her hometown or her home area of argon or mm-hmm. uh, uh not argon or aragon argon's a fucking element <laughs> she wasn't from the fucking periodic table uh between them being absorbed by uh the Habsburgs in her home and uh the 
whole papal situation in England, Catherine was kind of forced to find somewhere in England that would allow her to stay. She okay. couldn't really go back home. She couldn't just stay in the formal graces of the king. Dang. Uh, yeah. So she first, in 1531, went to live at the just the Moore Castle, not M-O-O-R, just the M-O-R-E, like Moore. Oh. I was like, that's a dumb name for a castle. The <laughs> that castle? Moore Castle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after that, she was moved to the Royal Palace of Hatfield in mid-1532. Then... The Elsings Palace in Enfield, all these places are made up or in some fucking fantasy video game, from September 1532 to February 1533. And then she went, uh, another castle, Amphil Castle. How many fucking castles are there in this goddamn country? Too many. Too many uh, for a couple months. And then officially she went to Buckton, Tow Buckton Towers, I think that's an apartment complex, <laughs> um, until May 1534. Then she was finally transferred to Kimbolton Castle, where she would lie until she died. Oh, um, dang, man. There she confined herself to one room, which she only left to attend mass. She's just becoming a fucking hermit. Shit, dude. Dressed only in the, quote, shirt of the Order of St. Frat... Fat Francis. <laughs> well, okay, and that's because I was confusing because she also fasted continuously. So okay. she's wearing one shirt, not eating, and staying in a room. Dude, I think she might... is depressed. Yeah, I was about Holy to say... crap. I don't think she was poisoned. I think she's just sad. Oh, fuck, um, man. While she was permitted to receive occasional visitors, she was forbidden to see her daughter. <gasps> yeah, she couldn't no. even see her daughter Mary. she's fucking depressed. God damn, yeah. she can't even see like the one true yeah. thing she They were also to forbidden see. to communicate in writing, but sympathizers discreetly moved letters between them. She's like in oh, prison. Okay, so, in, so there were people that were kind of like trying to help, out. but like she couldn't like see oh, her daughter. That's uh, fucked. But this is where it gets even worse. Henry oh, no. offered both ma mother and daughter, so Henry or Mary and Catherine, better quarters and permission to see each other if they would acknowledge Anne Boleyn as the new queen. Uh, okay, now it's now all <laughs> yeah. making sense for me. Yeah, both fuck. refused to do so. Uh, <laughs> both damn. Fuck that bitch. I'm not saying the yeah, queen's Yeah, exactly. Uh, she would stay at Kimbold until her death, and rumors swirled of her being poisoned, but it was cancer that took her. Uh, but disease wasn't really well understood at that time. Yeah. And uh, here's your Aragon fun fact of the week. <laughs> the previous kingdom of Aragon remained as an administrative unit until 1833 when it was divided into three providences. Therefore, it was lasting from the Carolingian era, so before 1000, to the last breaths of the Spanish Empire. So like a long time. almost 900 years was this little Holy province crap. had those borders. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking insane. Dang. Yeah, there's countries Either less... Either they're just doing something really right or just nobody ever bothered the fuck out of them. I can tell you as someone who studied a lot of Spanish history, they were not doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> Everything they did just turns to... Okay. Just explodes. <laughs> um, so I titled this page right here, Tell Time to Celebrate... Uh, I mean, Mourn. Um, upon the hearing... Hearing the news of Catherine's death, King Henry and Anne were, quote, overjoyed. Uh, Jesus, dude, dude. Not shocked. Not shocked. The following day, the two of them were wore yellow from head to toe, the symbol of joy and celebration uh, in England, dang. and celebrated Catherine's death with festivities. Uh, dang, uh, bunch Henry, of dicks. Yeah, Henry made a great show of his daughter, Elizabeth, to his courtiers. Take a look at this broad. I made her. Um, however, though, in Spain, 
the home country of Catherine. Yellow was the color of mourning in addition to black. So there's some discrepancy on whether or not it's like, it's joyous okay. here, but sad there. Maybe they were pissing but everyone. Either way, they fucking got away with it. Yeah, either way, they went to a show. Yeah. So <laughs> not a good thing to do. Uh, Catherine was buried in Peterborough's ca- or cathedral with a ceremony uh, due to her position as uh, the dowered princess of Wales and not a queen. Uh, Henry did not attend the funeral and forbade his daughter Mary to attend. So he's literally saying your daughter can't go see her. His, her oh. mother, uh, Mary, was inconsolable, rightfully so, and would not speak to Henry for over three years. <laughs> Shout-outs to Mary right there. Yeah. Uh, with Catherine and her enemy... Di- <laughs> with Catherine died. Oh, I did not write that right. With Catherine and her enemy dead, <laughs> Anne tried to reconnect with Mary. <laughs> Fuck you, yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Henry was like, honestly like Anne like started off pretty good with me, you know, kind of yeah. like, okay, this person's pretty like chill, but I guess she has like no shame either. It's yeah. And I also feel like she was scared, but yeah, Mar- yeah Mary was hesitant right. because of these unfounded rumors circulating that Catherine had been poisoned. So mm. even though it turned out that she wasn't poisoned, everyone thought that she was, okay. um, uh, during this whole ordeal with Catherine Anne was again pregnant by Henry. Okay. Um, this time though, she was really, 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 really stressed uh, for a couple different reasons. With Catherine gone, if she failed to give birth to a son, there wasn't really anything to stop Henry from marrying other women, divorcing her. Hey, that thing that he did to me, he might, he might do to another woman. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Um, also, uh, Henry, I phrased him as also fucking Henry, was spending a lot of time with a new court maiden name of Jane Seymour. Again, another... Piece of ass for him. Okay. Henry. <laughs> okay. This is so middle school. This is yeah. so middle school. Henry gave Jane a locket with a miniature portrait of himself inside and Jane <laughs> in the presence of Anne. So the, the locket has a picture of him and uh, him and yeah, Jane in it. Dude, no and he gave it to her with Anne there. Oh, dude. He just doesn't give a shit. He does not give a <laughs> shit at all. Uh, Anne responded by ripping the locket, <laughs> ripping off the locket with such force she cut herself. So give me that <laughs> shit back. <laughs> you fucking bitch. Yeah, exactly. God, that's why I like Anne. Uh, another incident uh, mm-hmm. that was reported was upon entering a room, Anne saw Jane sitting on Henry's lap and flew into a rage. This dude is not good at covering up cheating. Oh, yeah. This is not good. Oh, oh. She, oh, she was just sitting there for 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 purposes. What purposes? I don't know. <laughs> she wanted to say what she wanted for Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. I'm the first Santa. Uh, <laughs> the first report of Henry's interest in Jan was in early 1536, so right around the time when <laughs> she was pregnant. Ju- uh, January 29th, 1536 was... The day that Catherine was buried. Okay. Uh, Anne also miscarried a baby, which according to the Imperial Ambassador Eustace Chapoy, Chapoys, I don't know. Chipotle. Chipotle, yeah, Chipotle. <laughs> Chipoys, uh, she had bore, uh, she had bore for about three and a half months, and uh. which, quote, seemed to be a male child. Uh-oh. So he, he saw, uh-oh. Oh, um yeah. Chapoy's commented she had she had miscarried of her savior. That's not good. That's not good. Oh no. Um, in Chapoy's opinion, the loss was the quote beginning of the end of the royal marriage. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Uh oh. So like Henry is just gonna be pissed. Oh yeah. Oh no. 
uh, Anne recovered mm-hmm. uh, from the marriage, or not from the marriage, from, maybe from the marriage, but from the okay. miscarriage. Uh, but Henry declared that, oh God, he had been seduced into the marriage by what? means of sortilege, a French term huh? indicating either deception or spells. <laughs> she was a witch and she put, put me under her spell. Yeah. I put a spell mind. on you. <laughs> he was the one yeah. who went after her. Yeah, exactly. She was hesitant. Uh, <laughs> as all of this was happening, yeah. uh, Jane Seymour, Henry's new mistress, was quickly moved into the royal quarters. Again, this okay. guy ha- this guy has an MO. He okay. has a routine. Uh Eustace, again, good old Eustace chat boys, describes Jan as, quote, the Pacific (laughs) for her peacemaking efforts at court, as well as saying she was of middling stature and very pale. He also said that she was of not much beauty. He is just really railing on this woman, right? What do you mean? What do you you think he means by the Pacific? Pacific? I I think that was just a term like... When it's like peacemaking, I feel like it means calm and uh, like, w- like not wide, like big, but like just yeah. all encompassing. I don't okay. know. I saw that too, and I was like, "Who the fuck describes someone as an ocean, like yeah. a specific ocean? <laughs> what the fuck Is did the Pacific mean?" So many things. Yeah, and it uh, uh, who knows? Because like maybe if they're comparing them to the Atlantis, it's like, oh, it's after the Atlanta or <laughs> okay. like Atlantis. I don't know. Uh, so. Historian Eric Ives, the guy we talked about a little bit before, okay. author of his book, The Life and Death of Anne Boleyn, puts forth a very convincing set of evidence that the downfall of Anne Boleyn, never good when we're describing someone's downfall, mm. was an engineered product of her once ally, Thomas Cromwell. That guy's name is coming up again. Mm. Evidence is seen in a papers called the Spanish Chronicles and letters written from Eustace to Charles V. Uh, who was Catherine's nephew, and was said to have been arguing with Cromwell over redistribution of, Christ- of church revenues and foreign policy. So they were bickering over small over uh, policy. She advocated that revenues be distributed to charitable and education institutions, and she wanted a French alliance because mm. she spent so much time in France. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Cromwell's ins- insisted on refilling the king's depleted coffers, so he's like, how about we take that fucking money and giving some for me, and we ally with Spain. <laughs> uh, I can understand why they might buy yeah. heads right there. <laughs> um, towards the end of April of 1536, a Flemish musician, uh, that's like where Belgium is, that's part of Belgium, okay. uh, a mu- Flemish musician named Mark Smelton, Mark, that's very, very, like, just basic name. My name is Eustace. My name is whatever. I'm Mark. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mark Smenton was arrested by royal guards. So royal guards. Okay. Uh, he was a performer in the Queen's court. While initially denying the charges of being the Queen's lover, he later confessed, most likely after being tortured or promised freedom. <laughs> I assume probably both. Um, oh, so it doesn't even matter if he did it or not. Yeah. It's just... He yeah, confessed. Guilty no matter what. Oh, and we're going to... This is a, another... Uh, a couple episodes before you came in, we had uh, Ancient History Crime Theater. This is mm-hmm. another installment of the Ancient History Crime Theater, which okay. is the, the 
the case of Ann Bolin and a bunch of dudes. Um, <laughs> so first we got Mark there. Okay. Uh, and that was in April, uh, the end of April. Sir, and then uh, May Day, so May 1st, Sir Henry Norris was arrested, uh, May Day 1536, but he was from... I saw this quote, but he was from an aristic family, so he couldn't be tortured. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? My dad isn't too prominent enough and you can yeah. torture me? What yeah. the fuck, man? <laughs> Jail free card. Yeah, I was, so I wrote, but fuck Smenton, right? He was like, he got tortured. Uh, Norris denied his guilt and swore that Queen Anne was innocent. Uh, they're also pitching that he was in a relationship with the queen. Mm. The most damaging piece of evidence against Norris was an overheard conversation with Anne near the end of the April, where she accused him of coming often to her chambers not to pay court to her lady-in-waiting, but to the queen herself. So she said, why are you visiting me so much? Yeah. And because of that, he was arrested. <laughs> Welcome to 1500s England, ladies oh, yeah. and gentlemen. Leave me alone. Stop Leave being me. so needy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the lady isn't here. Why do you need me? I, yeah. I, I thought I left my wallet here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so after that, uh, same day, Sir Francis Weston was arrested on the same charge mm -hmm. of, I assume, interest in woman, uh, <laughs> along with Sir William Brereton. So these are two. So okay. we're at four right now. We're at four dudes who are being arrested. Oh, okay. Sir Thomas Wyatt, the guy I mentioned earlier. I'm tying, I'm tying, a, I'm tying a little bit of a shoestring. Okay. A poet and friend of the Bolins that was allegedly infatuated with Anne before her marriage to the king was also imprisoned for these same charges of interest in woman. Dang. Uh, but was later released, uh, though this is often attributed to his close relationship with Mr. Cromwell. Mm. Weird. If you if you have political connections, you get out of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, eventually, another one, Sir Richard Page, another guy, uh, was also accused of having a relationship with the Queen. He was eventually acquitted of all the charges after an investigation could not uh, conclude a decision. So we don't know if there was penetration. Oh. No, I don't know. I don't know if it got that far, but they were, they just said they couldn't they couldn't come to a yeah. decision. So that's as far as I went. It's like there was no <laughs> penetration. Um, the final man accused. So we're at five. The final man accused was the Queen's own brother, George Boland. Who was arrested? What? Yeah, who was arrested on charges of incest and treason? So not ima imagine getting charged with one of those, oh, but now both. Shit. On May second, fifteen thirty-six, he was accused of two incidences of incest. You, uh, I don't believe that they're real, but still, uh, uh, in November fifteen thirty-five. So you don't think it actually happened? I, I'll get into it just ah, quickly okay. here. We're coming up to the end, but I'll explain why. Okay. Uh, so in November and December 1535 at two different places. Mm. Uh, the most important person arrested in this entire plot was Anne Boleyn herself, uh, who, along her brother on May 2nd, was arrested, and she was taken to the Tower of London for holding. And as we know, the Tower of London is never where you want to be oh, escorted. Yes. No, she yes, was no. completely blindsided and okay. out of the loop on what was happening. <gasps> whoa, whoa, what's going on? I didn't bang him. <laughs> when she was brought to the tower, she was, quote, luckily not led through the traitor's gate, 
which was a th which is a term that will become to use for a traitor where everyone who's accused of being traitors is led through for their execution. Ooh. So she wasn't led through there, but it won't save herself. Uh, <laughs> yes, which was an entrance through many prisoners. The two doors arrived at the Tower of London. So imagine so many dudes coming through one gate that they're like, that's the traitor gate. That's the traitor yeah. gate. That's not the North Gate or Gate 2. That's the traitor gate. <laughs> um, less than a month later, uh, so in June-ish, uh, Anne Boland was put on trial and accused of five counts of adultery and then uh, incest and treason. Four counts of the adultery came from the non-brother guys. Mm -hmm. One count of adultery and one count of the incest came from her brother. And then the treason was because of the treason act of Edward III. A queen taking part in adultery was seen as a form of treason, <laughs> which is a weird law. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw because of the implications for the succession to the <laughs> throne. The implication. It's because of the implication. Yeah, exactly. It's always funny. It's because of the implications. It sounds like you're. Uh, I'm not harming the women. Yeah, I'm not right. harming. Why them. do you keep saying that? <laughs> Are these anybody, women in danger? They're not in any danger. Yeah, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, go to Hulu. I'm pretty sure it's Hulu. Yeah, always. If you don't have it, get it subscribed. Sunny to Philadelphia. Not sure what season or episode. Oh, I know. It's, it, it, it's it, the gang buys a boat. That's the episode because they're talking about, they're at the oh, boating. Is that called the dentist system? The dentist system is a different one. But oh. the, the one where they talk about the implication is ah, the gang buys the boat. Yeah. It's they're a little at, foreshadow for the dentist system yeah i think so yeah it's okay. just a, a character illustration but yeah anyway enough about sunny that, in philadelphia yeah. so the penalty uh for the it's always uh it's always sunny in london uh, yeah that might be the title of the episode always sunny in london uh the penalty <laughs> sorry yeah for this charge was hanging oh. drawing and quartering for a man and burning alive for a woman okay. we need to protect their feminine purity by burning them alive um <laughs> other forms of the treason uh that were alleged against her was that she was heard plotting the king's death with her quote lovers so that she might marry one of them later on i doubt that that was happening yeah. i'll be honest <laughs> uh the combination of adultery charge and incest was not only a kind of legal or political strategy, mm. but was also to, quote, morally denigrate the previously well-standing queen. I don't think she was previously well-standing when people were calling her the king's whore and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was also to not allow her to find potential allies. So she, they didn't want to do her. So mm. I put that in as a, quote, dick move. Yeah. That, it kind of is. Uh, the trial of Anne and George starts on May 15, 1536. Uh, it took place at the Tower of London in front of a jury of 27, quote, peers, because mm. I really wouldn't call them peers. Okay. Uh, the, the jury unanimously, unanimously found Anne guilty of the charges. He touched you. Um, <laughs> when the verdict was read... So even if she had nothing to do with it, she's, like, still guilty? She's found even guilty. Even it's, yeah. like, against her will. Yeah. That's yeah, fucked. Yeah. They, it very much seems like this was a political strong-arm thing. Ugh. When the verdict was read, Henry Percy, the man... Anne was bethroned to before the king came in, uh, collapsed in the courtroom and had to be escorted out. So when he mm. found out the woman that he was going to be married to before was being executed, fell, he passed out. Mm. Uh, two days later, on May 17th, Henry and Anne's marriage was declared null and void. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, the way, same way that they did it before, 
with Henry and Catherine's marriage being null and void. Oh, okay. They were doing the same thing here, and there's a reason why they wanted that uh, to be null and void is because May 17th was also day one of Execution Day, uh, um, part one. George Boland and the four other accused men were all executed by beheading at the Tower of London. Woo! Of course. Uh, the four men were all buried together in a common unmarked grave afterwards. That's so disrespectful. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. Um, just going to be haunting that area. Oh, my God. Dude. Oh, yeah. That, that would be a good <laughs> ghost adventure story right there. <laughs> two days later, May 17th, 1536, Execution Day Part 2, Electric Boogaloo, or not Electric Boogaloo, just Boogaloo, <laughs> um, and was set to be the lone execution that day. They were going to give her her own day. The constable of the tower, William Kingston, reported <laughs> and seemed very happy and, quote, ready to be done with life. <laughs> I'm done. She's like, fuck I'm this out. shit. I've dealt with so much crap. The last three Screw years it. of my life have been terrible. <laughs> I'm ready to die now. I'm good. I just was, she's happy and ready to be done. Okay. I'm out. You know what? Like, if you ever read, like, if you read, like, uh, death penalty or like uh execution like tales of people for it didn't you, get, you have like a little binge of just like watch oh, like people on oh, death row or whatever i was no there's a website you can look at all the death row people on death row in california and some of them are fucking just california inside. at least california at has, least california i don't know if other states have done that but california has a giant death row <laughs> so that's why but if you read some of the stories of people on death row some of them are like i need to make peace with my god uh, you know, I, I just want to take the last couple minutes. And then yeah. other ones are like, fuck it, let's get it going. <laughs> Woo! Stick it in my arm. <laughs> uh, and I'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing. Yeah. Like, it's a very weird moral area. But yeah, so she was uh, ready to go. Henry commuted and sentenced. Oh, this was so nice of him. Commuted his her sentence from burning to beheading. Okay, Appeal. you know that's uh, still get, a dick, huge dick, huge, no matter what. But, but still, like, I've I'd rather be beheaded than burned. Yeah, uh, and rather than a queen beheaded with an axe, as that they, I guess, normally, I, I think in Shrek they have an axe guy as the executioner. Yeah. So I, <laughs> Shrek, historically accurate. I think it's Skyrim as well too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I learned most of my history. But uh, <laughs> he brought an expert swordsman from France to perform the execution. So he, he, he got an outside guy to come yeah. in and do it. And I got a business trip to he England. Got a nice, this, clean death. Yeah. He's <laughs> highly recommended for his ability to, to behead people. It's amazing. I had like I could read her about her outfit. That's how weird this is. She okay. wore a red petticoat under a loose, dark gray gown of damask trimmed in fur so she's looking pretty bougie going to be mm. killed i think that's a way to go okay uh, accompanied by two female attendants Anne made her final walk from the queen's house to the scaffold and she showed a quote devilish spirit and looked quote oh okay words have different meanings okay so just prefacing that with this quote, mm -hmm. quote, as gay as if she was not going to die. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> I know it means, I know what it means, but yeah. the, just the, it had to be written in the forties. I'm so pretty. I'm, yeah, I'm so, I'm, I'm as gay as I'm not going to die. Um, Oh my god! So to the end, she never admit any guilt. She never. She said, "I didn't do anything." Yeah. Maintaining a consistent line of innocence, but presented in a way not to harm her daughter, 
Elizabeth. Oh. So she she was a fucking class act to the yeah, fucking I end. Feel so bad, dude. For her. Yeah, she Damn. was definitely like abused into this shitty situation. Okay. After a brief farewell and a request for prayers, Anne kneeled down on the scaffold, and one of her ladies tied a blindfold over her eyes. Yeah, I'm getting moment by moment things on this execution. Yeah. Uh, in the manner of the quote French style of execution. She knelt up upright. You know, that's my favorite style of execution. Yeah. Sometimes I'm very partial to the Parmesanian style of execution, but the French is just a classic. It's a classic. Yeah. I was like, there's other styles of execution. Yeah. How many people in France were being executed in this way that it got called the French style? Yeah. After a brief prayer, the single swing from the expert swordsman was all that was needed. Shink! Sing. The queen was dead. Uh, at this site, the Archbishop of Canterbury, so uh, Cramner or whatever, broke mm. down in tears from regret and pain. Seems a little too late for that right yeah, there, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> she, again, she was then buried in an unmarked grave in the chapel of St. Peter and Vincola. And Damn. that is where we're going to end today. A, a queen being beheaded as uh, gay as she was not going to be die. <laughs> she was not going to die. Uh, but I think that was a great little kind of stuff i would say ending point but it's you know it's kind of hard to get a better ending yeah. point than a literal beheading dude, all these wives dude everyone is dying like, everyone damn. is being beheaded uh but, a piece of shit and if you think henry is also a piece of shit i think i know a great way to let us know and that's giving us five stars and a review <laughs> on <laughs> itunes spotify or wherever you listen to us that will definitely be appreciated yeah. that helps us grow uh, it was a really fun time. Yeah, we hope you guys had a great time. I hope you enjoy having me along for the ride. I'm going to see you next time as well, too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and next week, we are going to be actually starting to get into Elizabeth, her kind of comeuppance and becoming queen. Mm -hmm. uh, because, like I said last week, I wanted to just like, I, originally, I was just going to breeze through her parents. Like, oh, her, her dad was this king, her mom was this queen. But then I found out it was these two. I was like, holy shit, I always hear about these crazy motherfuckers yeah. and then i read this stuff and i'm like i think i might need to do i might need to talk about this real quick uh so i think that was a that was a lot of fun it's uh it's been a enjoyable time uh i mm -hmm. think we should be good to go here if you guys had a fun time like i said leave us some leave us a review a rating and uh until next week yeah. i'm paul i'm nolan bye I'm <laughs> sorry.